0: block okay. Radio.
1: Hey good morning or good afternoon wherever you are if it's Las Vegas it's good morning and uh live from Las Vegas is Rudy Garino with Tom Hayes and hopefully Billy Porter going to be you money money. We're uh, on back to the Super Shack Let me yeah. find that music and yeah, we can put that off but, Sometimes uh, you don't know what to do Sometimes, sometimes you don't know you what to go back but you got to go back to the super yeah. Shack. Yeah. Um, Rudy and I are talking with some exciting news coming up. Uh for those of you who are listening in, we are the OJs and Gladys Knight and the Pips are coming to Boston at the what is now the city performance is the old Wang Theater, which is Rudy is only one block from the sugar shack. That's right. We're right around the corner. Yeah. Exactly.
2: And a lot of and a lot of the acts stood at the Bradford Hotel. Is the Bradford still
1: there? uh I don't know if they call it the Bradford, but it's yeah, it's there. Yeah.
2: Well, they probably and,
1: changed the name, brother. Right. Well, wait, wait a minute. Now the Bradford was on Tremont, right? Yeah, it was right opposite the theater there. Yeah. Well, they yeah, but now it's like a DoubleTree or something. It's one of the national chains. It's a real classy. Cleaned it all up. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, and uh, boy, you give me, bring Mac Mary's of memories of Boston. Remember the Essex Hotel? Oh, my God, what a right. dump that the
2: Essex. Yeah, the Orient, I think there was another one. I forgot
1: there was a one.
2: In the uh, manga,
1: was it a manga or Manger? Yeah, the, uh, the right the Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, what you dumps.
2: You know, we, I tried to put a team together to buy the Bradford because I used to live there when I was at the Sugar Shack. They oh, gave really? me a suite. I think for, for thirty-five bucks a week, I had a little suite. So, uh, <laughs> so I got friendly with the manager there, Smiley Hard, and uh, when I was uh, when I
3: was
2: somebody, I think it was in Florida when I was talking when I was with the. The owner of the hotel down there. I don't know how we got talking about investing. He says, "Listen, if you got any money, buy a hotel." He says, "When inflation goes up, the rooms go up, the value goes up, the property goes up. So, so your money never gets in trouble with uh, with inflation or anything else, you know." I said, "It's a good idea." So well, I'm down. A, so I, I so I'm at the uh, the rapid at nighttime, and I. And Smiley Hart, the manager, is there. And I said, hey, Smiley, does this guy want to sell this hotel? He says, you're in luck. I says, why? He says, his, his wife wants to get out of here. They want to move to Florida because there's something just bought a hotel down in Miami Beach. So I speak to, at the time, Louis Cohen owned the hotel. So I speak to Louis Cohen. He says, Rudy, I'll give you the best deal of your life. A million four with two hundred down. I says, "Wow, that's a steal." <laughs> so, I go to I go to Henry Barra. He he brings in some people. We we're all supposed to get twenty five percent. for people. I was supposed to get twenty five. Oh, the reason why I liked the, the the hotel was directly in back of the Bradford Hotel was another hotel they knocked down or a restaurant. And the
1: Howard Johnson. Is it still there, the Howard Johnson? Oh, yeah, yeah. it's Yeah, it became the 57, and I forget what they call it now, but yep. So I read in the paper that the Howard Johnson is going over cost.
2: It's costing $20 million at that time. Uh, I think it was around 65, uh, 67 or 68, around that time, around the Close to seventy. Anyway, they make a long story short, and they only had three hundred rooms.
3: The profit
2: had three hundred and ten rooms with a nightclub downstairs, a ballroom upstairs that holds four thousand people, a rooftop uh, uh, ballroom too. They had a, a lot of more things going there, you know. Yeah. So I. I says I can move my uh, my Sugar Shack into the nightclub downstairs, which used to be the Mad Russian. You remember right. the Mad Russian? Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I says I can move my Sugar Shack there, and uh, that'll bolster the revenue. You know. So anyways, we get this guy that Henry brings in, and uh, he owned the hotel at Copley's. Copley Square, I forgot what it was. It might have been the the Exxon or the Orient or some, one of those uh, second-rate hotels or something. Anyway, he says, fellas, let me give you a little advice. He says, "You, you guys are in the liquor business. He says, if you get into the hotel business, he says, they'll be stealing the sheets. The pillowcases, the pillows, the soaps, the towels, the toilet paper. So I looked at him, and I, it just came to me. And I said to myself, you idiot. I said, if people are stealing the soaps and the towels and the toilet paper, that means they're paying for the room. They're taking out some kind of a souvenir. Oh, the dining so funny. <laughs> Watch the soap, the towel. Yeah, they're gonna steal it. <laughs> me right now. So I says, I says, if you got people stealing it, that means they're paying for a room. <laughs> so anyways, he talked. He talked one of the key players out of it, Henry. Because at that time, I didn't, I, I uh, Louie Cohen says, I don't think you've got any banking uh, experience with banks. I says, no, I don't. He, he says, well, get heavy, uh, because maybe he can pass for the mortgage. Somebody has to uh, cover the mortgage, like you know. So I couldn't cover it, and, uh, and I even offered him a cash deal, and uh, if I fail, you take the hotel back. He says, No, he was going to Florida, he wouldn't do it. Uh, six years later, Tom, guess what the hotel was sold for?
1: Probably about what, five
2: 16, million? 16? $16 dollars. Oh <laughs> six oh. years oh. later. Oh. Just imagine what just and, imagine and, and I, what a 25, uh, fifty thousand dollar investment would have been for me. I asked my five percent. It would have been turned into four million dollars. Unbelievable. Unbelievable! And that's Unbelievable. because somebody—that's because somebody Henry listened to this uh, guy that was uh, some kind of an authority on hotels. Unbelievable. Anyway,
1: Unbelievable! What, kind of what, kind of what kind of
4: authority? the kind of authority? What kind of
1: authority? Wow! Can you imagine what um, what those places are worth now? I, I mean, we could probably look it oh, up. Oh, cool. That place is probably worth twenty five, thirty million. Oh, easy. Probably more, Henry. Henry, is, I mean, um, Rudy. Wow. Um. Anyway, Billy Porter's uh, on the way. He's chatting away. He's a little chatty today. How are you, Billy? I am. Um, I'm doing good,
4: man. Yeah, I started to chat, but you started to mute me, so. I
1: might
4: just. How are you doing, Rudy, my friend? What's going on? Buddy? Yeah, I'm, I'm, doing stories. Stories. I'm doing well. Yeah, Brad, that, that was the Bradford story. <laughs> Would you say that was the Bradford story? Yeah, well, we're the Brad Pack. Anyway, so no, I feel <laughs> oh, a little the chatty Brad- today. We're the, yeah, we're the Brad Pack. The new era. Anyways, I'm just. Listening. Oh, there goes my Boston Terrier, Ruff. Anyways, I'm a little I'm a little chatty today. I've been busy the last couple of weeks in the days, and I'm listening to all uh, the uh, the episodes here on Back to the Sugar Shack and Upbeat with Tom Hayes, and I'm learning a lot more about you, Rudy, you know, and the club and the time of the Sugar Shack. Because I am writing the stage play production Back to the Sugar Shack, and uh, and and to get the proper story and to get it right, I have to listen every week and contribute and be in touch with you guys and because I learn more every week about the story and what's going on and what went on in that time and ever. And it's just amazing, man. It's a lot of fun, and um, I'm just in here listening, tuning in, and hanging out with you guys and loving it, man. How you guys doing?
1: We're doing great. Um, we we're just talking about Billy. I haven't talked to you in a while. Do you know that um, the news <laughs> said, that – What, uh, 24
4: hours is too much?
1: No, I'm just kidding. Gonna... Yeah. <laughs> Gladys Knight and uh, the OJs are coming November 7th. You saw that? Uh, No, I didn't, actually. Tell me more. Yeah, well, I put it, um, you know, I've been copying you on the emails, et cetera. But, uh, yeah, uh, Gladys Knight and uh, Eddie LaVert will be here in Boston on November 7th. And so we hope to get down there with some cameras and do an interview. Uh, Rudy, what I wanted to say is don't wait too late for um, Eddie to contact Eddie because they're going to go on tour in a couple of weeks.
2: Oh, well, he's got a cell phone. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll give him a call. I'll, I'll give a call on uh, uh I'll give a call this week and uh see uh see how it is and get it. I hope he's got a manager because usually the managers handle all these things, you know. Or oh, the yeah. road manager, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I wish he had. I wish that he has a manager or a road manager to handle all these little little problems that come up.
1: Yeah. Well. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, but you know, way? this is too. Yep. Yeah. 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 Good. Well, we don't want to miss the opportunity. That's all. It'd be great. No, we don't. We, we
2: sure don't. I'm gonna hammer him like I did with the podcast show. It took almost four four calls before you came on and did
3: it. Yeah.
2: So I'll have, um, I'll have, away. I'll have your your name and uh, and George Wilson's name and, uh, and see if you can leave a pass or whatever at the door or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, we want to make sure they know that we're going to uh, actually film them so that they're oh, prepared. Oh, yeah, I'm going to
2: tell them. Yep. I'm Go going ahead. to tell them Go that ahead. you want to film them uh, for little bit on the sugar Jack and uh the 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 documentary and all that and I'll uh prep them up
1: great great
2: you you ain't, so, gonna, you ain't gonna need more than 5 or 10 minutes are you with them no
1: that's all 15 yeah minutes. just 10 minutes Fifteen yeah.
4: minutes they can give us 15 minutes you know what I mean they're, they're, believe me they, they're wonderful stars they folks they they just they, they want to interlude with all of us, you know, and talk about their history and their and their music, of course, man. They'll give us fifteen minutes, actually absolutely.
1: Uh one of the things that um you know uh, George will be out of town that week but he'll arrange to have some, some cameras come in and do that. But you're right. All we need we just need a few minutes to put them on the uh the uh the sizzle reel that we're putting together, Rudy. And then we're gonna exactly. go to a Kickstarter and start to raise some money for this thing. Yeah, And uh, also, uh, Billy, uh, yeah? we also sent you, we copied you on the emails that uh, Rudy just got Stevie Wonder's cell phone number. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I
4: did get it, actually. Uh, yeah, I did get it. And I've been actually super busy pushing my own film that we just produced here, The Risk Watch. We're we'll bringing it here to Boston at the AMC Theaters across the Boston Common, hopefully on Veterans Day. But that's another thing. Yeah, I did get the email, and that's uh, amazing. Stevie Wonder, Natalie Cole, I mean, we had Eddie Levert on. I mean, come on, let's do this. This is a piece of Boston music nightclub history. Rudy Garino is a legend in the nightclub scene in the city of Boston, and, you know, it's a true story. It's fun. needs to be told, and, and we keep the legacy alive. It's a lot of fun, you
1: know? Uh, Rudy, maybe you can give um, Henry Vowler a call and see if he did get... He must have got my letter and he must have got the uh, the CD of the show, so maybe you want to follow up? Yeah, I'll give a call, too.
2: I got I got a pencil then this week to give a call. Uh, and we got... Uh, he might be getting married. Uh, there's a rumor. And I, I called him a, a couple of weeks ago and he says, uh, call me back. Call me back. So... I give
1: a call back and touch stage, see how it's feeling. <laughs> okay. And, um Rudy, I went through um I went through the list of people who have performed at the uh Sugar Shack. But oh, I think the artist list Yeah, the artist list and I think you missed one, my friend. He's not on the list Ooh. but I'm gonna play I'm gonna play his music right now. Here we go. I wanna yeah, hear let's this play some music. Yeah, let's play the Here, Here we go. Little
4: Richard, yes, Little sir. Richard.
1: Wow. Did you know uh, Jason, cool. Jason Perkins? Jason uh, yeah. Perkins sent this picture in of Little Richard at the Sugar Shack. Is that is was he there?
2: No, I, my uh, I, I don't remember him being there. I don't remember ever booking him.
1: Maybe he just had uh, a picture of another club or something, but it sure looks like the Sugar right, Shack. Right, I looked at that and, picture, and it wasn't my club.
2: I can uh, tell okay. we, had you know, like brick, we had like a brick, uh, you know, plastic uh, brick uh, for decoration there. Like
4: a backdrop? Like, yeah. like like, uh, like in- Hold on. Hey, Rudy, okay. Rudy, you know what I need? Re- let me just – what I need really bad is the picture – of the front of the club, one ten boys. I can I, I need it so bad. I don't. I,
2: I don't have it. I was, that's why we're trying to tell
4: our fans. Nobody whoever. took a picture of the Sugar Shack. Everybody was in there, and nobody took a picture of the front door. We I need. I'm telling you, I need that backdrop. The picture of the front door of one ten board. I tell you what you do. The Sugar Shack. I'll tell you, I, Billy. Tell me, Billy. Please.
1: Billy, yeah. what you do is you go down and take a picture of the place now, and you have somebody Photoshop Sugar Shack in, all right? <laughs> I mean, I it's need, not very I, difficult. I
4: need, I, need, I need the real deal, man. We're, we're put, trying to put on a show here. We need the real deal. We need the backdrop of 110. Boys, well, you're not going to
1: get it. To the Sugar Shack. I'm
4: going to get Look it. I'm going to get it. <laughs> all right? Uh, I'm, I'm going to get it. because right. sh- we're going to take it back to the Sugar Shack. Play another song. Hey, Tom, Go what's ahead, the theater Rudy. next door to the Sugar Shack? Uh, the,
2: the Colonial. What's the? The Colonial.
1: Colonial?
4: Yep.
2: The, the Colonial. What? And what
4: was the restaurant upstairs? Wasn't there a restaurant upstairs? What was the name of that yeah, restaurant? Yeah, it was Techy's Italian Restaurant. Tetchy's Italian Restaurant was upstairs, and downstairs yeah. was the Sugar Shack. Okay, really, one thing. Before it was the Sugar and, Shack... What was the name of the club that was there? It was sort of like a rock club before the Sugar Shack came in. What was the name of the club before you took it all? Oh,
2: no, it was the it was the Vienna Room. The Vienna Room.
4: And that was what? Yeah, like, upstairs,
2: uh, upstairs was Steuben's uh, Restaurant, and uh, downstairs was the Vienna Room. Well, and, and what, and what did the, the Vienna Room, was room the do? The 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 Vienna Room had (laughs) shows there. Jerry Lewis worked there years ago. They had a lot of comics
4: and everything else. That was a nightclub too. Vienna Room. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's that's insane. The Vienna Room was uh, so pretty much a show place for comics like Jerry Lewis to perform in Boston. Unbelievable. Wow. Wow. We they had the entrance right there
2: between the restaurant and the theater. We were adjoining the theater. Right.
1: The theater
2: In
4: between?
1: Colonial. Mm. Oh,
4: the
2: Colonial. Yeah, thing. well, I don't think it was the Colonial.
1: Well, the Colonial, well, colonial was gone be. on Gremont Street. No. Because,
2: um, oh, it might be. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm confused, yeah,
1: but. Yeah, it is the, colonial.
2: the colonial. Yep. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, the Colonial. I was thinking of the
4: Uber.
2: So it was the Vienna. We were right right next door to the Colonial. We were joining the Colonial. There was an opening there uh, as big as the the entrance, you know, and uh, we had a sign on the top, Sugar Shack, and
1: that was it. That's right. Well, Billy, what you're going to have to do is Photoshop something, baby. <laughs> hey, it, Rudy, man. are you kidding me? I can't believe, going what going what, when I was looking I, at I, I the artist movie. today, I can't believe this one. Here we go. A little more music. Yeah,
4: I'll put some music.
3: My cheek, too. A thrill that I-
1: How many, oh, singer.
2: Yeah. How many times did you have her there? She tore the place down, too.
1: Oh, uh, man. The connect They loved her. She was a real soul
2: singer.
1: How many times did you have her there?
4: I think maybe twice.
1: Okay. I'm not sure. But I
4: had her. I know I had her. Yeah, yeah. So what year was that, Rudy? What year did you have her there,
1: bro? Really? Oh, no, no, I have 67. To... If you look in the I book, to... uh, that Chuck, right, the book that Chuck put yeah. together, out of the, she was there real early. So, 67, yeah, well, 68, day...
4: she was there? Edda James? Yeah, I have an Edda James impersonator. We'll put her in the Chuck and Joe Jack music that you got. Yeah, the, 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 just check the dates,
2: ibecause uh, I can't remember. So it was like
4: 1967? Maybe you, Etta James was there, maybe in... 60? Yeah, I got it
2: here. Eight
4: twenty eight sixty eight. Eight twenty eight sixty eight. All the 8 balls yep. are in today. All right,
2: yeah, there we go. Yep. So... All
4: right, good. Cool. Now, Etta you... James, yeah, well, we need, I think, so the story that I got writing here is going to entwine around... You know the music and the story and Etta James and you know we try to get a
1: Wilson Pickett and and, and uh, um, you know you're... yeah uh, so Rudy she I saw her in concert at uh, the Newport Jazz Festival and I it it was it was kind of sad because they put her on before BB B. King. And yeah. poor BB King couldn't follow her. She, when she decided to rock on at the end there, that girl, you know, she would wiggle her tush at the audience, and she, man, could did she have stage presence? Yeah, God
2: bless her. Nice lady, very nice lady. You all know, those um, stars were nice people. You, you, you it, it, it amazes me at hundreds of stars. We never had a problem other than the blue notes erupted on the, one of their return engagements. That they they called the place uh, a chicken drum. <laughs> when they had their when they had their second hit record, they went crazy.
1: Uh huh. Interesting. So
2: they gave me the problem and all that shit. So. <laughs>
1: I, <laughs> yeah,
2: I
4: told
2: him. Yeah, I told him, there's the door. Whenever you want to leave, don't let it hit you in the ass." <laughs> ah, On the way, way out,
4: the
1: door, baby. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, these Teddy are Teddy left early. Dead. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, he hey, left the um, group and. Uh,
2: all of a sudden, I see him in Miami. He, he comes rolling in with a big-ass... Uh, Rolls Royce. I says, who the hell is this? It was him. Nice kid yeah. he was. Nice kid. He did the best thing leaving the Blue Nose because they all started to go crazy with one another.
1: Interesting.
2: Um, yeah, Harold, well, Melvin, Harold Melvin used to break up rooms.
4: Every hotel he really? went to, he busted up the road. No kidding. Wow. Yeah, I had I had a good friend of mine. See, I I, I worked in, in in my younger days, in younger years, I worked in a restaurant called Jergen Park, and um, you know, my mother was in, in, involved with the, one of the owners there, and, and um, we, we, I had a friend of mine whose mom used to babysit Harold Melvin's kids when he came into town to perform, and. That's really weird, you know, how Melvin w- was a big star in Boston, you know, up in the North Shore anyways, up by, you know, Route 1, there was a hotel there on the right side, What was a the hotel there by the pool, they used to perform there, I remember being a little kid, my mother taking me there, because my mother was together, you know, with some people, and we used to go up there and listen to some music, live music, in a hotel by the pool on Route 1, on the right side there, what was the name of that place, anybody remember the name of that place? No. So it, the no one remembers that it was a hotel. It made, um It was on the right side of Route One, and it was a pool area. How melon and the Blue Notes used to perform there. It was a. It was a. It was a, a real heavy hitting place there. Yeah, I was a young kid, and i was like, man, what are we doing here?
1: Interesting. Um, well, well, yeah, it was interesting.
4: Uh, it was on Route One. It What's it was the, uh, the 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 uh, the power house? The, the Luau the Luau or something, a Chinese restaurant. No, it not the kind restaurant. The yeah, I'm talking in the '70s, early '70s. Route One on the right-hand side. There was a hotel there,
1: and they had live music. How Melvin used to come there
4: in the Blue Notes, You don't remember that, Rudy? No, no.
1: Well, listen, we're playing, we're playing some of the early goes. So I'll, Rudy. Okay, I I looked at the list and I didn't see his name, but Otis Redding. You never got Otis?
2: No, I was negotiating with him. With his brother, and uh, he died in a plane crash. Oh,
1: wow, man, that's right.
2: No way. God, yeah, he? was twenty-six. Yeah. He was only 26, was, years twenty-six
4: years old. Twenty-six years old? Are you kidding me? What yeah. The fuck uh, he died in a plane crash. And you were plane crash. And, in, and you, you were in negotiation with him at the time.
2: Yeah. yeah. And his brother uh, and I became
1: very friendly, Roger Redden. No kidding.
4: Wow. wow. Amazing, Rudy. Well, Amazing. Yeah, Amazing. Was, he had
1: that, I remember it now. He had that hit song, uh, Dock of the Bay.
4: Yeah, was, uh, he I remember,
1: wrote it. I think, yeah, and I think he crashed into, like, Montego Bay or something. Didn't the plane?
2: I don't know where, but... Uh, uh, then he had Respect. He wrote Respect for, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh Lisa Franklin. Arisa. Yeah. Yeah, he wrote that, Respect. And uh, what, uh, he wrote three oh, big records. I used to like them on, uh, give me some of that church music. <laughs> he used to go on stage, give me some of that church. I saw some clips on him, you know, and I, I said, I got to get this guy.
1: Wow! And, uh, well, w- he uh, I mean, yeah, it's a shame we lost him. Well, listen, I'm going to play another guy who could rock it up. I oh, when I know that now that he made it, there, he's one of my all-time favorites. In fact, uh, well, here we'll play his music. Here we go. <laughs> i back. Rudy, tell us about Jackie Wilson.
2: Jesus, I, I can't stop talking about that guy. That guy was amazing, amazing. Uh, he, uh, I don't know where to begin. I know one thing. <laughs> the first night he worked there, uh, we showed out I think, about, uh, uh, I don't know, about... Uh, I think about three hundred bottles of champagne. Are you kidding
4: me? <laughs> three hundred yeah,
2: bottles the, of champagne at the show. For shop. the first show, they were, it
4: was a champagne really?
2: crowd. I never seen. I never seen so much champagne.
1: Wow! Wow! And, uh,
2: now, he was a great guy. That's, I have to awesome. say the only thing, the only thing wrong with uh, we used to like he used to like to stay up to him. Five, six in the morning. One day, <laughs> one day when I had him, you know, I had a, uh, I didn't fly at the time, so I was in Florida, and I knew he was coming. And his manager used to call me all the time, Rudy, make sure you take care of Jackie. I appreciate it. You know, he's one of those guys. <laughs> so I just met I better get in my car and drive back. Jackie's gonna be opening up.
3: <laughs> what do you think <laughs>
2: happened? What do you think what happened? We... we had a we had a garage next door to the sugar shack on the opposite side of the alley there. And I used to park in the garage and just walk right into the shack through the, the through the side door. And uh that that first night that he worked, uh we talked till six in the morning. When I come out, my car was stolen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Oh my God.
3: It's funny, but it's not funny. Jesus. You're like, I come out,
4: my car was
2: stolen. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh my God. But what a nice guy. What a nice guy. I'm telling you, he's uh, you, you you can't imagine these people. I, I like to kick myself in the behind, but I'm filming them. they were all beautiful. Gentlemen, yeah, I imagine. I've never heard of the word racism. Ra- that word racism, I, you know, it's unbelievable the way it floats around today. You can't say anything. We never even thought of it. No one even heard of the word
1: in those days. That's it's right. a sugar
2: shack anyways.
1: Well, you ha- had him there. I'm looking at the book that Chuck Carter put together and um you had him there on <laughs> September 27th, 1968. So what's that 47 years ago just now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 47 years ago. Uh did you how many times did you have him? I think twice. 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 Yeah. I and I know, I, wow. I, he uh the that's place crazy. the place must have went crazy when he came in there. Oh. I know I would've. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, unbelievable. And it
2: was a real mixed crowd, mostly whites too, with the whites were crazy about him. Especially oh, when he yeah. had that record higher. Unit players really higher and higher.
1: That's true, that's true. Yep. 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 I'll have to look for that. We'll have to play it some other show, but my God, I, hey, you know, I was
2: it's, it's, uh, it's uh Tom, I've got to tell you the thing is coming over much clearer. The music yeah, today and is good. Yep, today's really good. Not, yeah, today is beautiful. Uh, I can hear it nice and clear and I
1: How's the is the music coming across okay? Music beautiful.
2: Oh uh, the voices good. were always good. The voices yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah, the How about you? Hey, listen. All right. Kit, you all sound great today. Everybody, great. and everybody the music is great really today. Great. I love talking with you guys every Thursday. I love, 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 love talking with you guys every Thursday.
1: Seriously. <laughs> and we love you too, Billy. <laughs> really, right, I, right, I, right, I, right honestly, on, Billy. I, really
4: do, I love talking to you guys every Thursday and listening to the stories and the music and what went on in days before my time. You guys are phenomenal nightclub legends in the city of Boston. Tom Hayes was like a regular at the Sugar Shack. <laughs> Rudy Garino was Big Deal McNeil in Boston, and that's it, man. I love you
1: guys. I love. you. <laughs> <This is> <laughs> man. We got, hey, Rudy, we, we got the we got the hype man today. We got <laughs> wow, Billy's wow. All up.
2: <laughs> Hey, Billy, did you Billy, did you see that black mass yet?
4: That I movie mean, about Whitey. You know something, buddy? I had a big. I'm really upset with that story because I'm a Southie kid. I grew up on H and Fifth Street in the Project, and I knew Whitey. I hung around with his girlfriend's children, Teresa Stanley, Billy. You know, and I know the whole story. And I and I and I didn't get. I was sort of upset that I didn't get on the Black Mass movie because I, I don't know what the deal was, but the director was from Virginia and. It just didn't... It, it, it rubbed me wrong, man. I grew up in the, in the 70s, 60s, 70s in South Boston. And I know that whole story. And the way they portrayed it, it was wrong. It was wrong. It was wrong. It was wrong. I'm sorry, it was wrong. There's so many talented guys from South Boston that could have directed that film and gave them real insight on the real story. And these guys didn't accept that offer. So it came out like, you know, the Boston accents and all the bullshit. But Johnny Depp, he portrayed that Whitey Whitey character, you know, for the real deal. He did did a good job. But the Boston act and the real story was a mess. You know, it was just a mess. So I was a little bit, I took took one on the chin for that one. And um, I listened to it. I haven't seen it yet. I will go watch it, hopefully one day. I'm not sure yet when, but we'll see what happens. You know, I know you had a lot to do with Whitey. I know why he used to aggravate you. I know he was like, you told me one time, he's a nut for Christ's sake. He used to tell me everybody he was killing. I said, I want to hear that shit. You know, Rudy, but yeah. It, but. yeah.
2: Well, those were the exciting days, Tom. We Let's had the world, gangsters. You. We had the gangsters, the killers, the FBI, the you. pimps, the whores. <laughs>
4: You had, hey, Tom, there, you
2: had everybody hey Tom, in there, Booty. You had everybody in there. one thing, Tom. The shoplifters. The shoplifters. The-, the boosters. They used to rob clothes and sell clothes in there, and everything. It was unbelievable. <laughs> their coats. They used to come in with their coats. Unbelievable. <laughs> sell them. I just. Yeah, we left out the the boosters
1: and all the shoplifters, whatever you <laughs> want to call them. You must have. This, no wonder you didn't have any hair left. I don't have any either. I see mean, the things that were right. going on in that place.
2: <laughs> well, the amazing the part there was never a problem. That was the amazing part. I know. And the other I know. Thing I wanted to know. The FBI wanted to know how I control the place. You know now I stopped to realize that They were right. I
1: don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I told know. somebody, I told somebody the other day, Rudy, that part of the fun was you saw all of the elements. You saw, uh, you know, you saw pimps. You saw the whores. You saw obviously black gangsters. You saw white gangsters. You saw, of course, the lay people. And, you know, so even though there may have been boundaries, everybody had their own turf, everybody had their own territory, at any moment, somebody could have said, made an advance, done anything. To, I mean, it was like the place was full of gas fumes, gasoline fumes. And if anybody touched off a match... The place would have exploded. I mean, all the on right fire. ingredients. Yeah, all the right you know, ingredients.
2: You know, if you ever watch a movie, uh, something there's always a showboat that starts a problem, picks on a, picks on a somebody to get recognition. You know, but nobody ever picked on any. <laughs> That's just amazing. And me, I'm over there. I. I'm on needles and pins. At two o'clock, I just used to relax for about
4: an hour.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I mean, that it was, was the like thing. I was that holding up a building. Exactly. It was unreal. You
4: there.
1: know what I'm talking about. You was the owner. No, yeah, I know.
3: About
1: just a
2: spark could have erupted the whole joint. It would have been a massacre in there.
1: (laughs) It's true because it was out on the it was a pilot uh, keg ready to go off. It never went off. Every single time in there, you sat there loving the group, but the whole time aware that if one idiot there's something wrong, this whole place could go up. <laughs> That's true. And, Tom,
2: thousands of people are nights. <laughs> Between the, the whole life, we had a minimum of 500 to 1,000 every night, or better.
1: Unbelievable. Oh, yeah, when that place
2: got they were jammed in there like rat packs,
1: you couldn't move. <laughs> on no, the bars. so it's you, you can move. Well, this is important for Billy to hear when he writes his play. How did you Well, you must have been paying the fire marshals off.
2: Yeah. No, 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 we uh <laughs> He said, "Yeah."
3: <laughs> yeah. I don't want to yeah, I don't want
2: you... to go there. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> That was, that was another story in itself. <laughs> My brother had an argument with one of the guys because he knew that grew up together. One of the one of the English, I think the egress department or something they used to call it. Wow. Well,
1: a keg of dynamite, you got the right idea, Tom. It was a wow. Oh. It was I, I mean, <laughs> it was that was the excitement, the backdrop. I mean, okay, if those groups were up, like Billy was just talking about, if those books groups were up at a white club on Route One, that would have been okay. But it, not like it, the Sugar Shack. It was like you had a, you know, he's going to write a play and you had the stage set every night. With the the costumes, the the cars outside. I mean, Rudy, you couldn't Hollywood couldn't have put on the production any better. No, it's unbelievable. It, it
2: just blended together like you say. Thousands of people there for ten years, and we did it, and not one of them blew up and uh, blew the place up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: imagine, Rudy. Listen, one,
4: this is one but, thing. Listen to me, Rudy. You have had like the major stars of today's soul music Stevie Wonder you know, uh, the OJs Eddie LaVert Bobby Womack. you've had all these guys at your club in the late 60s, early 70s in Boston at the Sugar Shack this is what it's all about man this is what it's all about, it's all about like you you, you had these guys when they were young kids, Stevie Wonder was little Stevie Wonder, he was probably 17 years old Jemer yeah. you know he told me stories like I, it's crazy you you started all this this this, this, this mayhem soul mayhem it it's it's unbelievable we love you for the soul music we love you for what you did you're you you're you're an amazing character, man, you really are
2: well, yeah. since we're talking about the, the, the eruptions, it brings back a lot of memories. I'm getting move-ups again.
4: <laughs> it's yeah, all good. You know it's all good. We're we, supposed to feel it. We're supposed to feel it. That's what it's all about. We're supposed to feel I feel the story. I don't know how we
2: escaped without being a massacre. There was another oh. club down there, uh, on, uh where they found everybody dead. Four or five people <laughs> were shot and killed.
4: <laughs> <There was laughs> a 20, what?
2: Uh, Oh, well, uh, that,
4: what the, that, that, oh, that little whitey story, holy Christ, where's food now? I forgot, there
2: was a club where there, cocktail lounge or something, where they found four or five bodies killed. The whole staff uh-huh. was
4: killed. <laughs> if anybody knew what was going on in the city of Boston, Woody Garino, he knew it, man. He knew what was going on. He was like a nightclub legend. He booked the best bands. He made stars of today, who they are today. You know Wilson Pickett, uh, the
3: overture. No, I, I was I mean, uh, there.
4: They were there. You're they the man. You're the man. No, they were right. stars on their own. Right. Mind. I
2: just played right.
4: them. I know, but right. you booked them, guy. You booked them in Boston, and you—that's what—that's what we have to keep the city alive. I'm from South Boston. I'm a Southie kid, and you booked soul uh, performance performers and and and, and soul groups. And the, the the hottest clubs in Boston in the 60s and 70s, and I think it's a cool story, man. We need to keep it alive. You know what I'm saying?
2: Well, I knew I yeah. was on the right track, Tom, when I booked Wilson Pickett, and Boston College called me. Yep. They wanted me. So I said, geez, I, I'm on the right track. Imagine Boston oh, College
1: yeah. calling Rudy Zarino <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Who the hell is Rudy hey. <laughs> hey, Rudy, I've been talking to Susanna, and she wanted me to ask you on the air, where did Hippo come from? Yeah. Rudy Where's Hippo that from? Barino. Rudy
4: the Hippo. <laughs> well, we,
2: Tell us, man. When we, when, on, were, man. When, we, when we were kids, I was a little chubby, and uh, I got the nickname, Hey, Hippo. So that's how we got it done. Then they gave me another nickname, E.J., that uh, J. Harvey uses a lot. You remember J. Harvey we had on the show?
1: Oh, okay. uh,
2: Yeah, we had him on the podcast about a month ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, they they changed my name from Hippo to E.J. They gave me the letters because they said I'm going to be a big man someday, so they're going to give me initials.
3: So they gave me the initials. And
1: that's how that came about. Now, how did Susanna always wanted me to ask you as well where did Sticker come from? Oh, that was my brother, but we won't go there. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, right, I get it. I get it. That doesn't take much imagination, obviously. He <laughs> was pretty good with the fork and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Have you you, know, you, you hung around yeah, with Jerry Vale. Jerry Vale and you yes. were good friends. Now, did you right. ever meet Sinatra and those guys?
2: What well, I did is uh, I was in Vegas with Jerry and I, uh, and I, I met, I met. Frank just briefly at the table. He was uh, he was playing, and uh, Jerry and I walked over at the Sands, and uh, oh, okay. that was it. Just uh, hello, uh, Jerry introduced me to him, on, on, and uh, that was that. Who I really got friendly with was Nat King Cole. Really, I used- I used to have breakfast with him every morning there. At the Sands while I was there, I was there for seventeen weeks. Jerry went there for two weeks and he stood seventeen weeks, and I was oh, with so him for the whole seventeen weeks.
1: You were with Jerry. That was
2: my. That was an unbelievable seventeen weeks. I thought Vegas was paradise. Wherever oh, we went, we rolled the carpet out. It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. It shows, food. Everything
1: well, was we, almost pumped. Well, those are the glory days. Those were the real Vegas glory. days.
2: He, that's the right word, the glory days of Las Vegas.
1: Now, so let me just get it straight. You were 17 weeks with Jerry, or just Jerry went left and left you there? No. he They held him over, and I just stood. Wow. They held and him so over, you was in about out?
2: 17 weeks.
1: What about what about Nat King Cole? Where was he playing? He was staying there at the Sands. He, he is,
2: yeah. He he used to live there, I think. And uh,
1: in the morning, maybe
2: for about a week or two, uh, we had breakfast because I uh, I'm trying to think of the comic, the, the carpet Monica. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Cobbett Monica was he a comic? cat Did he yep. play with Joey Bishop? Yep. Was he on yep. the Joey Bishop show, Carbon? Monica? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I was friendly with his bro- He had a brother that was a comic, too, so I got to meet the, uh, the both of them uh, through Jerry Vale, and uh, and uh, he introduced me to an acting call.
1: Amazing. You know, a funny he, story.
2: You- a funny- While we're talking about this, I got a funny story for oh, you. Yeah. We uh, uh, Buddy Greco came to town, and uh, they were all one-click, and... Uh, buddy used to call me and uh I used to run around with him and everything and uh, then one day they called they called me and they told me Tony Bennett is coming out. I said, hey I don't have any time. I got I got things up my mind, you know? And out of the <laughs> out of the two of them out of the three of them, Tony Bennett is still working. <laughs> 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 He's still working. So so you I met got Tony? a picture of Tony Bennett though. Did you see Tony Bennett and I on the Facebook there? I think I, we, we put it up.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you so you got yeah. to hang out with Tony as well.
2: So out of the three of them, I passed on Tony, and I was very <laughs> friendly with Buddy Grego and Jerry Bales. <laughs> <laughs> it was too much to run around with them. You know, they used to come to town a lot. Yeah, yeah.
1: Wow. So, I mean, you're talking town Vegas, right?
2: No, this, uh, this uh, well, the Jerry and uh, the, and the buddy was in Boston.
1: Oh, uh, interesting.
2: Yeah, they used to play a lot at the Frolics and uh, uh, right all around the outskirts of Boston there. And uh,
1: a lot of play Lawrence and all those places. Yep, yep, Salisbury. Yeah, those were those were yeah, days when we had n- nightclubs. Yeah, we had
2: so uh, right. You know, if you was an entertainer, you could work all over the state of um, uh, Massachusetts, and there was plenty of work.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. Right. Blinstubs, all of that. You know, well, amazing. Funny yeah, Blinstubs was that, to do, uh,
2: I met a comic, like I met Jackie Vernon, I met Harry Shaffron. You remember Harry Shaffron?
1: No, I don't know him.
2: Tom. He used to say, everybody wants to ball my wife. He says, why don't they look at her in the toilet when she's thinking of crap? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 what <Well>, a crazy he was! <coughs> <laughs> he was a real love
2: child. You know, I had so much fun with all those guys. I had a nice fun life. But we're gonna uh, we we yeah. gotta bow well, out. We gotta bow out with a soul festival, and then we'll do a, another I, follow I, up I, with all the other. All oh,
4: the, the other right that I broke. Right. Yep. So right. You we gotta we we gotta you know we gotta bow out with a soul act, a big soul summer, soul jam festival,
1: you know, with Rudy
4: Garino attached to it and all the all, all the folks that he, he made stars of, you know, from Wilson Pickett to James Brown, Stevie Wonder, you can the list goes on and on. Yeah, yeah I never not say
2: I made stars out of them. They weren't
1: the stars on their own right? I just brought some <laughs> stars. Billy Billy's on a rant today he's uh he's he's the yeah, hype i don't blame it, but i don't want i don't wanna I don't want to take credit for what i didn't do
2: yeah exactly. yeah, exactly exactly those guys were stars when I heard their music. I went crazy I said yeah. i gotta book these ones yeah but you, you know the, I'll tell you there's another you guy, mentioned, there's another guy Arthur Connolly,
1: he had one yeah, of the greatest yeah, songs in you know, yeah. do do you like sweet soul music, oh yeah, I'm looking at the ad now. Here's the ad sugar shack Boston the yeah no he um ten twenty eight sixty eight um and and it says he's the only one we gotta he's one of the only few ones we gotta picture him on stage ah, okay, well yeah. It if you says look yeah, it says here now Arthur Connolly with Barbara Mercer, hit records, sweet soul music, and yeah. then coming November sixth, Peaches and Herb, and November eleventh, Ralph Graham. Now well he was Ralph. Yeah.
2: Oh, no, Ralph Graham was uh West West Cossack. Uh oh, okay. Uh I got to know this guy on the West Coast. Uh, he had a nightclub out there called—I uh, forgot what it was. His name was John Daniels. He appeared in a few movies, The Candyman, and a few handsome-looking guy. And he had a club out there, and uh, he had uh, he had some nice groups, and uh, Ralph and the Love Machine. He had. Yeah, to the nice group. Ralph uh, was a big fan of uh, uh, Princess Grace and everybody out there. He used to play in Monaco there, Morocco,
1: that wow, was. wow, 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 wow! Yeah. Interesting days, interesting days. Um, well, when you mentioned Joey Bishop, and my favorite Joey Bishop story is he was uh, he was opening for Frank. And he wasn't part of the Rat Pack yet, and I guess they were playing at um, Caesar's or something. And Frank, uh, Joey was on stage warming up for Frank, and all of a sudden the door opened in the back of the casino. They weren't supposed to let anybody else in, but the door opened up, and the light poured in from the lobby all the way down the uh, the gateway, the <clears throat> the ramp to one seat, and so there's the maitre d' escorting Marilyn Monroe in a red dress and all of Marilyn popping out, and of course Joey's telling jokes, and nobody's listening. They're all watching (laughs) (laughs)
4: Marilyn.
1: Yeah, and he's on the other side of the stage, and she sits down at a table, and he realizes he's lost the crowd. So he walks over to Marilyn, looks at her and says I thought I told you to wait in the truck.
3: <laughs> 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 That's a good one. He got the
4: crowd back. <laughs> That's
1: crazy. He got the crowd back. And that night <laughs> Frank brought him into the Rat Pack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
2: it was him and uh, the other guy, uh, the, the other Englishman. What
1: the hell was his name? <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Peter. Uh, Peter. Um... Peter Lawford. Yeah, Peter Lawford. Exactly who you mean? Peter Lawford. There was yep. those five of them. There was
2: five yep. of them. Yep. yep. Well, yep. they really had this town rocking and rolling, boy. I tell you. Yep. But this town was such a fun town. Jerry Lewis used to drive his car all over the pool area in the motels. Wow, Jerry Lewis—that's crazy, unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. So um, uh, well, I don't know where those years went.
1: It's just—it's a Don blur. Flies, When I tell people it's 50 years since I've been in that club and you and I are talking, I mean, I just, but Rudy, this blows my mind. I don't, I can't even begin to express my feelings about all of this, but it's just uh, an an amazing (laughs) thing. Well, it's nostalgia.
2: They claim 50 years is nostalgia. So the nostalgia is creeping up on us. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
1: You guys
4: are amazing, man. You guys have a, a, a more stories than Walt Disney. You really do. You hey, guys have a really...
1: Well, hey, let's have some fun. I have been I finally edited this. And this gives, even though it didn't happen at the Sugar Shack, the energy in this recording. Here's the uh, Temptations and the Four Tops. Now, you didn't have the Temptations, but you had the Four Tops. Here they well, are. Well, I had to leave
2: but they broke up The Temptations broke up And when they broke up I got the lead singers I got David right. Ruffin
4: And then David, David, David Ruffin, Ruffin. The David Ruffin Yeah,
1: king. yeah he was the king Yeah, he was the king David Ruffin Well, king. here, let's play A little Eddie Kendricks Here we go Oh, Eddie Kendricks Oh, yeah,
4: Kendrick. yeah.
1: Uh, how was Eddie to deal with, Rudy? <laughs> Who was that? Eddie? How was Eddie it? Kendrick? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he was good.
2: They're all great. Oh, yeah. Eddie had that big, the biggest, uh, I think, just
4: my imagination. <laughs> that's away so it cool be. to hear that. Oh, man. That's so cool to hear that. Yeah.
1: yeah. You know. Um. Uh, you know, you talk about how nice the stars were, and... <laughs> It's funny the the few times that I had uh, the opportunity to open up for the the greats, uh, I I was with uh, Henny Youngman for two weekends, and took him all over. Nick's had brought him uh, Nick's Comedy Stop. Uh, that you know that Nick's was there when you had the Sugar Shack, right? Nick's had been there for years. That little on the corner of Warrenton there. Right, right. 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 That, yeah, that did was, you, uh, yeah, yeah, I remember where Knicks was. Yeah, did you know? Vaguely, did you know did, yeah. Did you um did you know uh the the owners then? Uh Jackie, um oh god, I forget Jackie's last name. But um No, I you didn't know, know about them. Uh, Oh, okay. Anyway, that became a a big comedy club and then they had a comedy club up in the Kowloon and they brought in Henny Youngman. I hung out with him for a couple of weekends, drove him around. Um, and then Phyllis Diller and hung out with her. Uh, Jackie Cooper uh, came in, and I worked, hung out with him. And all those guys, and in, in, uh, the fo- um, I worked with the Smothers Brothers. And all those guys, all of them, the people who are on the top, the best people. You know, I think it's, yeah. it's just life, right? I mean, the success people. people.
2: Rise, rise above it all.
1: Yeah, they, they 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 didn't get into the backstabbing. They didn't get into you know any of it. All, they, all um, that petty stuff. petty stuff. Yeah, and it was funny. I um, the last guys I worked with was the Smothers Brothers just a couple of years ago, and I told them that I had worked. I went back to. They were so nice to me. I, I, we had finished the show. And I went backstage to thank them. I said, you know, I says, working with the greats is fantastic. And I said, you guys are just always so nice. I said, you know, and I mentioned the people, Henny Youngman and Phyllis. And Tommy Smothers looked at me and said, Phyllis. He says, oh, God. He says, we love Phyllis. He says, you know, when we were coming up, he says, "Uh, we were working with Phyllis. He says, we were in a small green room like this. And, uh, you know, we had to share the green room. And he says, there's Phyllis. I look over at her and she's... uh, you know, she wasn't like she made herself out to be. She was really attractive. And she says she's sitting there in a brown panties. And I looked over and I said, not for nothing, uh, Phyllis, but I'd like to F you. <laughs> and she, and she, I got that one, Tommy. Said, yeah, Tommy said that to her. And she turned to Tommy and said, now this is all in Tommy's words. She turned to Tommy and said, oh, Tommy, that's so sweet of you. She says, but, you know, I'm I'm a married woman. I got kids, and, you know, I'm a celebrity, and, you know, word gets around. She says, I just can't go around effing every Tom, Dick, and Harry.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, Not, uh, you guys are nuts, man.
4: You guys are crazy. Wow.
2: <laughs> you experienced so, the uh, same thing with all the comics, how they... There were nights and they rose uh, to be bigger better stars.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, and you know, people say to me these days, you should see a roast, you know, Martha Stewart and this guy and that guy. I go, no, no, no. If you want to see a real roast, you've got to go back to the days of Dean Martin. And That's the right. Genius. That
2: was the greatest. You hit the nail on the head. That was one of the funniest roasts I've ever seen in my life.
1: Yep, yeah, and they were classy. Everybody in tuxedos. You know, everybody had a martini. I don't
2: think, I don't think anybody could top that roast.
1: No. Wow. You know who, who shocked me the most that I, looking back on them, I didn't re- realize because he wasn't the name that the others were, but Foster Brooks was the funniest. Oh,
2: he was, the, he was one of the funniest. There were a lot of funny ones there.
1: Foster yeah. Brooks was one of them. Wow. Well, I don't understand
2: the word he was there but he made sense <laughs>
1: oh my god well one night now now think of this the toughest guy had to be Don Rickles I mean he was so quick with his tongue and, and uh, so right. they brought Foster everybody was roasting him and they brought Foster Brooks out and Foster oh. Brooks looked at uh, <laughs> looked at Don Rickles and said he says Don he says I want to tell you and I really admire you. I always have. He says, but I gotta confess something. It's been bothering me for a long time. I'm sleeping with your wife. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Don Rickles lost oh. Don Rickles was dying. He says, now. He says, we love. One of the things we love to do, Don is we love to watch you when you're on TV. <laughs> <laughs> he says, we love to lie in bed and look at you working. <laughs> and he says, it's always, yeah, it's we true. laugh and we laugh. And he says, it's always so sad when it comes to the end of your act because I know I got to go. I got to leave because <laughs> <laughs> you're coming home. And he says, Dawn, not for nothing, but he says, You're out of scotch. <laughs> <laughs> You're out of scotch. <laughs> so he says to him, Now, Dawn, I don't want you to take this out on your wife. She's a sweet lady. And it really isn't her fault. It's all my fault, Dawn.
3: I was the <laughs>
1: one who answered her personal ad in the LA Times. <laughs>
3: That
1: is, oh, that is genius, genius writing and genius yeah. delivery. And though, we don't you have, know, just like we present- don't have these, yeah, these acts today. Today. Um, you know, it's, were, uh, it's a sad thing. a fun people.
2: Imagine all those oh, acts God. on the one roof uh, on that roast with the D-Bond. Je- uh, Jimmy Stewart, John Wayne did an appearance yeah. doing Everybody Loves Me or something. And I used to get a kick the way that uh, Dean Martin used to break up. And he was really breaking up. Uh, I don't oh, think yeah. he was faking. He was falling off the how, chair and everything. He was having a fall. How could you
4: how could you I not? Know you guys.
1: How could you I not? I know
4: you guys. You guys are a trip, man. I'm sitting here listening to you guys. <laughs> I'm fucking this laughing Billy. my balls off. You guys, I'm not, I, wasn't, I'm like, I was born in 66, but I'm trying to picture back, and I'm picturing this vision of listening to you guys telling me your stories, and I'm fucking dying over here. You guys are funny as hell. Oh, my God. Hilarious. Well, let me I see. I got – I want to Boston play soda. this um, –
1: Let's sign off. We're going to play with this before we do. I got this, um, this is the Four Tops and the the Temptations doing a battle of the bands. i we
3: <whispering> If I could have you to come I Yeah, I, I know this is your song, Chris, but y'all get on back out the way, cause gon' going sing it, so get on back out the way, hey, girl, come here, I'm so much a rolling stone, y'all, Wherever he laid his hat was his home, and when he died, Come no. no.
1: <laughs> you know hey, what I John. love about that? Yep.
2: Before we go, I want to tell you uh, a four-top story. I've seen a million, not a million, maybe three, four hundred deals that I put together in contracts in between the Sahara, the Marco Polo, and the Sugar Shack, and I've never seen... A group like the Four Tops, when it was my idea to put them together with Frankie and they went to the Hilton, and when the Four Tops come on, the first time in my life, the people got up on the tables and were dancing on the table. Yep. I'd never seen that in Las Vegas or anywhere.
1: Yep. Yep. They that's a, those guys the
2: fourth top story. Well,
1: Okay, you know, you shall can, we wrap it up? Go, yeah, Rudy, it was a blast, my man. Let me put uh Billy back on here. Sure. Billy, you wanna go well, on I had a rant? great time,
4: man. Huh? What's that?
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I had a fucking I had a blast here. I'm over here, like I'm sitting here in my new house and I'm writing. I'm in my backyard and I'm Watching and thinking and writing and creating and visualizing some crazy shit here, but you guys, I love you guys. You made thank like, you, Boston Billy. history. I do. I love you guys. Boston history, soul music, Sugar Shack. Let's take it back. And um, all right, we're writing this. And Rudy, we're this story, man. We well, got. Yeah. You got it. All and, right, uh, Rudy. take care, thank Billy and Tom.
1: Take care. Okay, see I'm you next week. Thanks, buddy. Um, um, Good time. All a lot right, of fun Billy, today. Take care. All right, a lot of fun today. Thanks. Likewise. And that's it, folks. We're gonna, I'm gonna, we gotta play a little uh, Sugar Shack here. We gotta go out in a little style. Why not? This is Why uh, don't this you is play that, uh,
2: Jimmy, uh, play the real Sugar Shack thing.
1: I am. I'm gonna got right yeah, now.
2: Rudy. Here we go. Here it is. <laughs>
0: Oh, there's a crazy little shack beyond the track And everybody calls it the Sugar Shack Well, it's just a coffee house and it's made out of wood Espresso coffee tastes mighty good That's not the reason You can understand why I've got to get back to